Have you been hurt or betrayed by someone? Pastor Ed Taylor says rather than turn bitter or seek revenge, there's a better way to go. What if you have been betrayed? What do you do? Uh, Your first thought is to get back at them. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? I mean, we used to go to church together. We used to worship there. We used to sing together. We used to serve together. What is our response? Our response is always forgiveness. That's the way out. To not be held in bondage to someone else's sinful decision, we choose to forgive and release to God and release that person from their debt against us, release them to the Lord, giving and extending the love of Jesus Christ. Whether the relationship ever ever gets repaired again, whether it ever gets restored again, that's going to require both forgiveness and repentance. This is amazing grace. Glad you could make it today as we dive back into Pastor Ed Taylor's study of 2 Kings on Abounding Grace. We'll be in chapter 10. If you've ever been betrayed by someone close to you, you know that can really hurt. Maybe it was a friend that turned their back on you or a spouse that deserted you. But what do you do? While our tendency might be to turn angry, bitter, and get back at them, God would have us forgive. That's the big lesson ahead of us today with Pastor Ed. Take your Bibles, open them to 2 Kings chapter 10. 2 Kings chapter 10 in a Bible study that I've entitled, Take Heed to Walk in God's Ways. Because God's will and His Word will come to pass. God always keeps His promises. And finally, as some might think, Ahab gets his just due. And so does his wife Jezebel, even though people were waiting and waiting and waiting for it to happen. Notice back in chapter 9, verse 35. So they went to bury her, that's Jezebel, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Therefore they came back and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of Jehovah, which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, On the plot of ground at Jezreel, dogs will eat the flesh of Jezebel. And the corpse of Jezebel shall be as refuse on the surface of the field in the plot at Jezreel, so they shall not say, here lies Jezebel. This is the word that was spoken by, this is the word of Jehovah spoken by Elijah. And we learned last time it's important to commit our difficult situations and difficult people in our lives to the Lord, trusting that He judges righteously. Don't be so easily distracted by all the emotion and the hurt and the pain that comes with difficult people and situations, the hard people, the hard situations, but trust God who is patient and long-suffering His word will come to pass. Notice now in verse 1 of chapter 10. Now Ahab had 70 descendants or 70 sons. This word in Hebrew could also refer to grandsons in Samaria. Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria to the rulers of Jezreel, to the elders, and to those who reared Ahab's sons, saying, 
Now as soon as this letter comes to you, since your master's sons are with you, and you have chariots and horses, a fortified city also and weapons, choose the best qualified of your master's sons, set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. Verse 4. But they were exceedingly afraid and said, Look, two kings could not stand up to him. How then can we stand? And he who is in charge of the house, and he who is in charge of the city, the elders also, and those who reared the son sent to Jehu, saying, We are your servants. We will do all you tell us, but we will not make anyone king. Do what is good in your sight. Now, we're going to read to verse 8, but so in verse 5, just write a, letter, just write a word right next to verse 5. Write the word betrayal. Just keep that in mind. Verse 6. Then he wrote a second letter to them, saying, If you are for me, and if you will obey my voice, take the heads of the men, your master's sons, and come to me at Jezreel by this time tomorrow. Now the king's sons, seventy persons who were great men of the city, were rearing, who were rearing them, so it was when the letter came to them that they took the king's sons, slaughtered seventy persons, put their heads in baskets, sent them to him at Jezreel. Then a messenger came and told him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. And he said, Lay them in two heaps at the entrance of the gate until morning. Now Jehu is set to wipe out the lineage of Ahab. He's on a search and destroy mission to find and kill every last one of Ahab's, King Ahab's descendants. Ahab had 70 or more sons and grandsons throughout Samaria. So Jehu writes this letter challenging the leaders and the heirs to fight him. Instead of fighting these leaders, it says in verse 5, the elders, the ones that are entrusted with leadership, the ones that are entrusted with oversight, they surrender and they betray. And the descendants of Ahab are surrounded by disloyalty. Now, the 70 sons of Ahab, these men, were murdered because those around them were disloyal and betrayed them. And I have to say, one of the greatest pains a man or a woman can face is to be betrayed by someone close to them. And betrayal takes many forms. The, someone that is disloyal. Uh, the definition for disloyal, according to the Bible, is someone that lacks giving or showing a firm and constant support or allegiance to a person. Disloyalty is a breach of trust. And betrayal is an attribute of this world. This world's filled with betrayal, with people stepping on one another to get whatever they want, no matter who they step on, who they hurt, who they take down. But it's not for the people of God. God desires us to be loyal first to him and to one another. Not only is the world filled with disloyalty, but disloyalty is at the very heart of the devil. It's what is in him who turned on God wanting to usurp the very throne of God. Imagine that. When you and I choose betrayal, to betray someone, we are reminded of a most sinister one through the life of Judas. We're reminded of betrayal when Judas, it says in Mark chapter 14, verse 10, that he went to the chief priest to betray Jesus. This was someone Jesus trusted. And this is someone that the other 11 trusted. This is someone that the 70 trusted. This is someone that the women that were serving, this was a very, this man, Judas, was so trusted that he had the money 
that was part of the ministry that funded the ministry. The Bible says that he carried the money box. And for a few dollars, he sold Jesus out, just a few coins. And one of the most painful things to endure in life is being betrayed by someone you've trusted. There's betrayal of friendships. There's betrayal in marriage. There's betrayal in church relationships. Uh, there's betrayal, you know, when the, the deepest... The deepest pain of betrayal is directly related to how much you trusted the person. The more trust, the more pain when betrayal takes place. And it just shouldn't be among us. Our loyalty to the Lord should lead us to loyalty to one another. Now, this is not a blind loyalty. When sin is involved, it's not a betrayal to expose sin. The Bible speaks of us to expose the fruitful works of darkness. Exposing sin and confronting sin, those things, you know, it's not blind loyalty where you just let sin go by. But it's the kind of loyalty where you, tr you entrust something to someone. You entrust a, a, a tidbit of information. You entrust part of your life to someone. If, if you are being trusted, then hold that trust with great value and integrity. If there's a place where integrity should be, it should be in the house of the Lord. Remember and jot it down. Psalm 55, David writes, for it's not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man of my equal, my companion and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the group, in the throng. Those of you Bible students, you know that David is writing about a man by the name of Ahithophel. And Ahithophel betrayed. He was one of David's confidants and counselors. And they would worship together and they'd serve together. And Ahithophel turned on him. And Ahithophel had his reasons uh, because David greatly hurt his granddaughter, Bathsheba. So he had his reasons, but they weren't good reasons. He had his reasons, but they weren't godly reasons. And how careful we need to be. What if, it, what if you were betrayed? What if you have been betrayed? What do you do? Uh, your first thought is to get back at him. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I mean, we used to go to church together. We used to worship there. We used to sing together. We used to serve together. What is our response? Our response is always forgiveness. That's the way out. To not be held in bondage to someone else's sinful decision, we choose to forgive and release to God and release that person from their debt against us, release them to the Lord, giving and extending the love of Jesus Christ. Whether the relationship ever, ever gets repaired again, whether it ever gets restored again, that's going to require both forgiveness and repentance. Repentance on the other part. But I'll tell you, there's no need for you on the other end of betrayal to be held in bondage to the pain and the hurt of that betrayal any longer. You can release it by, by simply forgiving. And I know some of you are going, but Ed, man, I've got to forgive like 50 times a day. Well, 50 times a day is not even getting close to what Jesus said in 70 times 7. And you math majors, you already know, that's 490. Well, I've been forgiven 489 times. So the next time, that's it. But that's not the heart of the Lord. It's a heart of forgiveness that we might... There, there's no spiritual value in being angry all the time. Have you noticed that yet? Just being miserable. Why are you so mad? Because I was betrayed. I know it's painful. But there's no spiritual value in you staying angry 
and frustrated all the time. There's no spiritual value in bitterness. Bitterness is a wicked emotion that defiles. You know, we don't use the word defile too much these days, so we would use the word dirties. It dirties people around us, bitterness does. And the way out of this prolonged anger and the way out of this prolonged bitterness is forgiveness. Anger and bitterness and unforgiveness will destroy you. It will hurt you even greater than the betrayal itself. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, and all types of malicious behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Luke chapter 23, verse 32, there were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the criminals were on one on the right hand and the other on the left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. From the cross, Jesus is extending forgiveness to those that have crucified him. And that's why now I'm thankful for the body of Christ. Now, I know you associate betrayal, perhaps, with somebody who was really close to you, somebody that walked with you, some spiritual relationship, but the body of Christ is bigger than your betrayal. If you, I don't see a lot of people writing that down. You should write that one down. The body of Christ is bigger than your betrayal. And what I mean by that, there's a lot of brothers and sisters available in the body of Christ than just the one that hurt you the most. And that's what I appreciate about the body of Christ the family of God. It's an imperfect family. <laughs> you could even say it's dysfunctional, where we all bring dysfunction into our families. We, we, uh, you know, we, there's a lot of talk in the world today about the dysfunctional families we came from. Well, the body of Christ is dysfunctional too. As long as there's sin, there will be dysfunction. We will not function the way that God intended until we are in his presence face to face. And the body of Christ is broken. We are weak people. We do dumb things. We say dumb things. We make mistakes. We sin against one another. We stumble. We fall. Our tongues, they create wildfires. We say things in the second. You know, we'll, we're even to the point where we'll say something and while it's still coming out of our mouth, we regret it. And it, we haven't even finished the sentence yet because we make mistakes. We are prone to sin. But even though we have our issues, there is nothing like, there is nothing like the body of Christ on the earth today. I, I, was, I didn't read the article, I should have, but I was going through uh, a list of headlines. And one of the headlines says, so this popular pastor said, he asked the question and probably had it in his message or something. But he said, why do gangs have better fellowship than the church. And I thought, what kind of question is that? Gangs do not have better fellowship than the body of Christ because gangs are not connected to Jesus Christ and therefore share no koinonia with the things of God. So whatever they're sharing and whatever they're doing in plotting evil and to do destruction... And what they call loyalty as they watch each other's back is nothing compared to the body of Christ. 
The body of Christ has a stronger bond than any group on the planet earth. Why? Because God is in our midst. And he lives in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I would just say, if you are in a gang today, and you're hanging out with the buds, and you just think that that's the way it is, and we're just going to be with each other, and we're going to do mayhem and destruction in our community, and we're going to give the cops a hard time, and we're going to make everything better, and we're just enjoying better fellowship than the church, I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, and he shed his only blood, that you might be forgiven and delivered from the lifestyle that you're in, and you won't ever hurt another person the rest of your life, but your life will be turned around, you'll become a part of the body of Christ, adopted into the body of Christ and you will experience fellowship like you have never experienced in your whole entire life. There is something special about being real with one another. There's something special about sharing in true koinonia. That doesn't mean that everything is going to go right. It doesn't mean we're always going to agree. It doesn't mean we're always smiling. It doesn't mean we always feel good. It doesn't mean we won't have disagreements. We're human. We're human. But I know this. From the moment that I was born again and relationships began to form within the body of Christ in my life, I have experienced closer relationships in the body of Christ sometimes than my own blood and my own family. Uh, Not my wife and kids, but my parents, my sister, other people connected to us. You know, the the type of relationship I have with my wife and my kids in the Lord is unbelievable. Unbelievable what God has in store. And yet, the body of Christ, this testimony is repeated over and over again that there are relationships in the body of Christ that are closer than your own family because God has called us to serve one another. And even if you have been betrayed, the body of Christ is greater than the betrayal. And you might even be hesitant right now. You go, wait a minute, Ed, I haven't experienced that anything. I haven't experienced that yet. And I think the key word is yet. Don't give up on the work of God in your life. Sometimes God delays close relationships so that he can do some work just on you. We're so used to dumping all our stuff on other people that when you come to the body of Christ, you just feel like, I got to just dump everything in my life. And you just got that habit of dumping, dumping, dumping. But the Lord says, no, I want you to learn something. You're to cast all your cares upon me. So I'm going to reserve you to myself just for a season so you can learn to cast all your cares. Then you'll be better equipped to enter into a real relationship where there's give and take in the body of Christ. And some of the greatest relationships are actually relationships that experienced great difficulty and then you got through it together. And there was forgiveness. And, oh man, I was so wrong. No, I was wrong. And then you're arguing about who was more wrong uh, in the difficulty. And then you're like, somebody's got to come. Just stop it. Stop it already. The Lord is on the throne. Trust him. Trust him. We're adopted into a new family. Brothers and sisters in Christ who will stand with each other, stand for each other. You know, if you study this, all throughout the Bible, there are these one another verses as it relates to our, our relationship with each other, one another. For example, in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, encourage one another in the Lord. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, it says, exhort one another. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, let us consider one another. And on and on. I remember years ago, we put this list together of many one another verses that God uses as we relate to one another. 
as God teaches you what true fellowship is. Remember Elijah, we learned with the life of Elijah is that when he isolated himself, he was really messed up. When he ran away from Jezebel to the caves, there he was all alone. He was in his deepest season of discouragement, his deepest season of depression. Why? Because he got all alone, ran away, and there he was stuck with himself. He was away from other faithful men, other people that could speak into his life, and all he was doing was speaking to himself. And the words he was sharing with himself were not right. He was utterly discouraged, ready to quit. Some even suggest that he was suicidal in the cave. After his greatest victory up on Mount Carmel, where do we find him? In the next breath in our reading, the next page, he's in a cave ready to give it all, give up. And the Lord spoke to him and go, no, no, you don't understand, Elijah. I've reserved a lot of people. There are people reserved. You just haven't met them yet. You just don't know them yet. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and he rages against all wise judgment. A lonely saint is vulnerable to all sorts of attacks from the enemy, attacks in the mind that go directly to the soul. Again, the topic is betrayal because here these sons and grandsons of, of Ahab were betrayed and they lost their lives. But the body of Christ is bigger than your betrayal. Encouraging one another in the Lord is so important. Encouragement is a big part of our life in community here at Calvary. And there's a lot of different ways you can encourage. You can encourage through text messages. You can encourage through phone calls. You can encourage through emails. You can encourage by speaking to them. You can encourage right here before you leave. You can speak a word of encouragement or as we prayed in our time of prayer, you can speak and sow seeds of righteousness into someone's life. You can see an attribute in someone and say, I thank you. You know, I always appreciate this about you. Uh, you're always here early or you're always smiling or, you know, when we pray, you're so pat, you can find something that's very encouraging to say to someone. You know, people are just waiting to be encouraged. They're just waiting to be built up. And if you're the one that says, you know, I'm not going to encourage anyone until someone encourages me, like, you want to know how to be encouraged, just start encouraging people. Don't be waiting for people. That's where misery comes, you know. It's just you come in and go, nobody speaks to me, nobody greeted me, nobody cares, nobody, 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 nobody. But with that kind of attitude, you don't even care about yourself. Because if you're discouraged and you're beat up, the way out, you control. You can just begin to speak into someone else's life. You can ask, you can be looking for someone that's more discouraged than you. Imagine that. You're like, nobody's more discouraged. Believe me, there's someone here that's more discouraged than you. And you need to step into their lives and encourage them. Well, maybe you can think of someone even right now that you can encourage. Step out in faith and do it. The Lord can use it in incredible ways. Today on Abounding Grace, we've been learning how to respond to betrayal. And I'd imagine this hit home for some of you. You can hear the complete message online at calvaryaurora.org. Do a search for Take Heed to Walk in God's Ways. And if we can pray for you and your situation, please do email that to us at prayer at calvaryaurora.org. Another convenient way to get these daily studies is by signing up to receive the free Abounding Grace podcast. 
Load the messages onto your mobile device and listen at the gym, in the car, or wherever you go. Just go to calvaryaurora.org or look for Abounding Grace Radio in iTunes. You can also get our app. It's available on all platforms. This is another way to hear our program. Search for Calvary Aurora. What is the key that unlocks God's blessings? In a word, grace. That's the emphasis in Chuck Smith's book, Why Grace Changes Everything. In it, he explores the mystery of grace and reveals why we can never grow in grace by our own efforts. It comes from the Lord. We'd like to send you a copy of Why Grace Changes Everything for your gift of $25 or more to Abounding Grace today. Please remember, it's through your support that we're able to present this radio program on this station and others like it. Call 877-30-GRACE or make a secure donation online at calvaryaurora.org. If you'd rather write, our mailing address is Abounding Grace, 18900 East Hamden Avenue, Aurora, Colorado, 80013. We'll return to Second Kings next time on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We'll see you then. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado. 